happen. first time here every once in a while I pop in with a little bit of info and non-movie conversation I might be joined later by often returning guest uh, we just passed three years ago recording with my very first guest mr. court psyops of cinema psyops but like many people in this country he is presently struck down with the seasonal change, head-crushing pit of despair, climate change flu, whatever the fuck you want to call it. What it you know, when, when, uh, when the season doesn't know what it is, and it's bouncing back and forth, and it fucks with your sciences. So, if he does not join us, you will be happy to hear that this will be a short episode. If he does, awesome. But... Just in case, I am going to do do a little bit of a look back at last year and a little look ahead of this year, 2020. It is, it may have felt like it's been going on since 2017, but it is actually an official election year. So, first thing I wanted to do, and... This shouldn't take too long, but I'm just going to read off the upcoming primary caucus schedule. With the new year comes the first caucus, not too far away. Uh, February 3rd, the Iowa caucus for both Republicans and Democrats. I should have looked up the other parties, but... In the presidential race, these are the people that are actually competing for something other than the equal time percentage. And, uh, the of course, the Republican information may vary in accuracy because states keep 
canceling their Republican primaries and stuff because they have utter faith in dear leader that they don't want to let any of his challengers compete against him just in case. But uh, anyway, so there are four in February since this is a leap year too. February 11th is the New Hampshire primary for both Democrats and Republicans. February 22nd is the caucus for Nevada Democrats. February 29th, South Carolina primary for Democrats. You know what? Fuck it. I don't know any Republicans that listen to this show. If you do, please write in and I will start adding Republican information. But to cut down on time, I will stop there with February. Because who fucking knows? By March, Trump could have uh, declared himself president for life. You never know. They wouldn't have a primary or caucus for anybody. But anyway, March 3rd is Super Tuesday. And that is the primary or caucus, depending on your state. American Samoa, Alabama, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, and Virginia. And then March 8th is Puerto Rico Republican primary. Hmm. wonder how that's going to go. Since he's done so much awesome stuff for Puerto Rico. <laughs> March 10th, Idaho, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, and Washington. Voters, pay attention. Make sure you're registered in the proper place and check your voter rights in your states. Some places have same-day registration. So, uh, March 12th, or sorry, March 14th. <laughs> Guam, Northern Mariana, and Wyoming. March 17th, St. Patrick's Day here in the States. Arizona, Florida, Illinois, and my state, Ohio, decided to, the Republicans in charge of the government here, decided to change the date of the primary to that day. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. Why? Uh, the, the, main, the main idea that I can think of is little bit lower turnout for those who still party hardy on St. Patrick's Day, I guess. March 24th, American Samoa in Georgia. March 27th, North Dakota gets in on things. The Democratic primary for Puerto Rico is March 29th. Then on April 4th, Alaska, Hawaii, and Louisiana all have primaries, and Wyoming has its caucus. April 7th, all by itself, is Wisconsin, the primary. April 28th, uh, Connecticut, Delaware, Maryland, New York, Pennsylvania, and Rhode Island have their primary. May 2nd, Kansas and Guam have their primary and caucus, respectively. Uh, Cinco de Mayo in Indiana is also the primary day. May 5th, for you uh, (laughs) imaginary Republican voters who... Yeah. Anyway, May 12th, Nebraska and West Virginia have their primary, followed by May 19th, Kentucky and Oregon, and then June 2nd, D.C., Montana, New Jersey, New Mexico, and South Dakota. And then June 6th is the Virgin Islands Caucus. Uh, Other dates to look at are July 13th through 16th is the Democratic Convention in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, August 24th through 27th 
is the GOP convention in Charlotte, North Carolina. We're almost done, don't worry, with this with this part. The first presidential debate, if Trump shows up, because he said he might not go because the media is unfair to him. September 29th in South Bend, Indiana. The vice presidential debate in Salt Lake City, Utah on October 7th. And then the second presidential debate in Ann Arbor, Michigan on October 15th. October 22nd, the third presidential debate down in Nashville, Tennessee. And then November 3rd, 2020 is the presidential election. Now, this show was in the starting stages of planning right before the last presidential election. So this will be our first presidential election together. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to manifest. Slap me across the face digitally should things get too dark. Uh, I also wrote down that the Republican Party in these locations has canceled its 2020 primary or caucus, and they're planning on just giving all of their delegates to Donald Trump. Alaska, Arizona, Hawaii, Kansas, Nevada, South Carolina, and Virginia. That's looking ahead. Um, a little bit less of the uh, housekeeping of the election season or whatever you want to call it, the look ahead to things that haven't happened. A couple things that wanted to mark... Not necessarily for posterity, but just uh, the year in review. If you're an undecided voter, uh, the uh, <clears throat> here's some uh, <laughs> uh, some environmental rollbacks that you know for me and for a lot of us listening. See, this is a negative. If you see this as a positive, I guess have fun in your bubble or your your globe with separate air. But uh. Five big rollbacks. A lot more happened. The drain the swamp anti-establishment president filling up the swamp and giving benefits to donors and the establishment. Mr. Six Super PACs. Anyway, the administration announced plans to weaken regulations on methane. Uh, one of the most shitty greenhouse gases <laughs> If they do go through with it, because uh, as a lot of things that this administration that's totally law-abiding does, it's challenged in court, and oil and gas companies would not be required to adopt technology to monitor and fix methane leaks from facilities and pipelines. And, you know, as we all know, pipelines never leak, except for they always seem to. Uh, the EPA repealed an Obama-era regulation that limited the amount of pollution and chemicals that we can have in our rivers, lakes, streams, and wetlands. Uh, shorthand, the clean water rule. The repeal lets people and businesses, but businesses are people, to discharge toxic substances into waterways without a permit. Because fuck us all, Right. They're working on changing the Endangered Species Act and make it harder to protect wildlife from development. The new rules make it easier for federal agencies to take animals off, anim animals and plants off of the endangered species list. So yeah, there's that. Oh, coal! 
clean burning coal. The administration set up the affordable clean energy rule, which keeps coal-powered plants open longer. It keeps states more. It gives states more power to control emissions and less authority to the federal government in setting emission standards. They also worked on softening regulations on automobile emissions, and uh, there's a big fight with California going on about that. So that was some major things in the environment. They're still selling off parts of national parks to friends of people in the cabinet. Don't worry about that. Don't pay any attention to that. Since this decade ended and the Supreme Court is being drastically changed and I think if the stolen seat McConnell, who hates obstruction when it's not done by him, and the Brett Kavanaugh seat, if Trump gets to appoint any more justices of the Supreme Court, which would definitely happen barring Ginsburg and others getting, you know, bitten by vampires or finding the Holy Grail or becoming Captain America. All those things that let you live a really, really fucking long time. Uh, that, that would almost definitely happen in a second term. Some of the notable Supreme Court decisions or rulings in the last 10 years. I am not saying Trump is responsible for that. I'm just looking at the court now, looking at how the court has been, and imagine it being meaner. The last 10 years or so, the Supreme Court did some cool things, but they also spent the decade cutting down on voting rights weakening worker protections, consumer protections, giving, I mean, Citizens United, holy fuck. Um, so Citizens United, 2010. That was Citizens United versus the FEC. Uh, in 1976, there was a ruling in Buckley versus Vallejo. The Supreme Court recognized that lawmakers must have some power to fight, quote, corruption and appearance of corruption by regulating money and politics. But then Citizens United came along and they redefined the word corruption so narrowly uh, so narrowly that it basically meant whatever the fuck, we don't care. Uh, under the definition of corruption in Citizens United, I gave the, it's the corporations are people, it's the uh, unlimited money and politics, and ignoring that dollars for political favors is a fucking thing. Campaign spending by non-campaign groups in the first presidential election year after Citizens United went up 245% in the presidential election and 662% in House races, and by 1,338% in the Senate races. Talked a little bit about that in the Distinguished Gentleman episode with uh, Cinema PsyOps. Uh, 2011, forced arbitration, AT&T versus Conception. Uh, starting in the 1980s, the Supreme Court started to expand on the federal 
Arbitration Act of 1925. It was enacted to allow merchants with relatively equal bargaining power to agree to resolve disputes through arbitration to allow businesses to force workers and consumers to sign away their right to sue as a condition of doing business with that company. The individuals were pushed off into a privatized arbitration system that is more likely to rule in favor of corporate parties, as you would expect, than the real courts would, and usually awards less money to plaintiffs who do actually end up winning. There was a Medicaid ruling, uh, NFIB versus Sibelius in 2012. NFIB was largely perceived as a victory for President Obama. The Supreme Court decided not to repeal Obamacare over the objection of four people in the Republican Party, of, of course. But it also allowed states to opt out of the Affordable Care Act's Medicaid expansion without consequence. So... There were about 4.4 million uninsured, non-elderly Americans not eligible for Medicaid. For a little bit of comparison, according to the National Bureau of Economic Research, about 4,800 fewer deaths occurred annually in states that did expand. So that was that. Oh, and guess what? Voting rights. Uh, Talking about Justice Roberts, who would be the head judge at the Trump impeachment trial. He was involved over here. In Shelby County versus Holder in 2013, uh, Chief Justice John Roberts said, Our country has changed. The pervasive, flagrant, widespread, and rampant racial voter discrimination that Congress addressed in the Voting Rights Act of 1965 no longer existed. So there was no longer need for the extraordinary measures employed by the totally working fine Voting Rights Act. It required that states and localities with a history of voter discrimination pre-clear any new voting rules with officials in Washington, D.C. But according to this ruling, America was no longer racist enough to justify such measures. Yeah. Sorry a bit of a bummer. I mean, I'm, I'm going to figure out a way to turn it around, maybe make fun of some people or some shit at the end. But anyway, Burwell versus Hobby Lobby in 2014. Before this ruling, the general rule was religious liberty cases. Um, religion could not be wielded to diminish the rights of others. Fancy that. You could seek exemptions from laws that regulated your own conduct, such as if you wanted to use an otherwise illegal drug in a religious religious ceremony, but the court said in a related case, United States versus Lee in 1982, when followers of a particular sect enter into commercial activity as a matter of choice, the limits they accept on their own conduct as a matter of conscience and faith are not to be superimposed on the statutory schemes which are binding on others in that activity. But the ruling in Hobby Lobby, 2014, said the rights of religious believers could go over the rights of others. The specific holding of Hobby Lobby was that certain business owners who object to many forms of birth control could refuse to cover those forms of contraception in their employees' health plans. See, we're getting back to health care being a corporate thing 
is used to control everyone everywhere. And the court is likely to hold that in the future, the religion may be used to undercut other things. You know, maybe going back to the right not to get fired because of your gender or sexual orientation. I don't know. Fuck that one. Marriage equality. That was cool. Obergefell versus Hodges. God damn it. I totally butchered, butchered that. But uh, 2015, the Supreme Court marriage equality decision. Uh, it it kind of stands out in the list of the ones that I had because it was fucking good. It, it, it was a good thing, but it was a sign of the court sort of starting to change. This one was like most of the rulings have been lately five to four, but this was five to four for the, you know, forces of good. And the court has switched sides now. Uh, we don't know if the, the change in the court makeup will change that. There was a follow-up case in 2017, and only three members of the court publicly dissented. So, uh, last, well, two years ago now, since we're in 2020, but uh, defunding the unions, Janus versus the AFSCME. Uh, unions must represent everyone in a bargaining unit, regardless of whether each individual voter joins the union and creates a free rider problem, quote unquote, because workers gain the higher wages and benefits typically associated with unionizing, but whether or not they pay union dues, uh, workers reluctant to join have an incentive to take all these benefits without con- contributing to the union. That obviously makes the union is what makes those benefits possible. But if too many people opt out of contributing to the union and only taking from the union, the union will not have the power to do what it had the power to do. The ruling in Janus case held that contracts between a union and a government employer cannot solve this problem by requiring non-members to reimburse the union for the services that they did. So this is this is attached to the right to work laws and all that other dumb bullshit. Uh, and then we get Trump's name into things. 2018, Trump versus Hawaii. When he was a candidate, Trump promised a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States until our country's representatives can figure out what is going on. A total, a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States until our country's representatives can figure out what is going on. I should, I should, I can't do good impressions of Trump. I never could. Later, he said he was going to try to cloak the ban in an effort to prevent people from certain parts of the globe from entering the U.S. Oh, uh, what? In 2016, of course, people were so upset when I used the word Muslim. And I'm okay with that because I'm talking territory instead of Muslim. Uh, The Trump versus Hawaii ruling the Supreme Court figured Trump's third attempt to rationalize it. They allowed that. They allowed the the third excuse. Roberts, once again, his majority opinion 
said the president complete concluded that it was necessary to impose entry restrictions on nationals of countries that do not share adequate information for an informed entry determination or that otherwise present national security risks. So they said, no, 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 come back, fix your homework. You'll still get the same credit. And there he went. Um, the dissent for this, I checked out. That was from Justice Sonia Sotomayor. She listed off the tons and tons of can t- campaign ramble statements Trump made, talking about the desire to make it a Muslim ban. Uh, she compared the majority's decision to the court's Japanese concentration camps that we had here, the Japanese detention decision, Korematsu versus the U.S. in 1944. Sotomayor said, just as in Korematsu, Trump versus Hawaii blindly accepts the government's misguided invitation to sanction a discriminatory policy motivated by animosity toward a disfavored group all in the name of a superficial claim of national security. Yeah, there's that. That was a little bit of a decade in review. The Supreme Court is going to be taking on a lot of cases coming up. They're going to probably be asking Clarence Thomas to step down. So his replacement, some 30-year-old who's never been inside a courtroom, can get put in by Bitch McConnell as he's been doing uh, with all the other federal seats and judgeships, but I'm not bitter. It'll be the kids that save us. There are going to be a lot. I think if, uh, if they, I think they will be the largest age group voting is going to be 18 to 24 year olds in the 2020 election if they vote. So let's keep me people motivated unless they're assholes. And then, I mean, they should have the right to vote, but maybe take a, take a little break. We're going to have to do a lot of catching up to get out of this giant asshole. There's a lot of stuff coming up in psychosemantic land. Um, got a couple episodes in the planning stages. I can't really plan too far ahead unless it's uh, a classic. I'm sure some shit's gone down in the 15, 20 minutes I've been out here. But I, I, I didn't look up any end-of-year stats, but uh, as I said before, there have been some wonderful conversations, perfect conversations. I feel like people are more active and more interested and more concerned than four years ago. Keep our eyes on our states for voter purges. Those generally only tend to help one political party. That is it for right now. I will be back with a regular episode soon. Until then, Happy New Year, everybody. Here's to another one. Let's let's do some awesome shit this year. Let's let's make it so we can party after that next election instead of making sure our passports are current and our go bags are by the door. Happy New Year. Don't forget to duck and cover. Hey, it's me. Back again. I joked, sort of, earlier (laughs) that who the hell knows what was going to be happening 
while I was doing the recording. As soon as I uh, got out of the bomb shelter and checked things, there was uh, <laughs> that, uh, that report of the drone assassination in Iraq on Qasem Soleimani, uh, who is like the number two guy in the Iranian government. He's a very high-ranking official. If you're listening to this, you probably know at least a little bit about him, but figured uh, I was talking to some people this afternoon, and I was, just for my own sake, I was sort of working on a little timeline uh so i thought i just i would throw this on here and hopefully something really good will happen while we're recording this uh, i spent the day sort of uh just bouncing around looking at what people were saying and what people were writing uh if if you're new to the whole iran thing in 1953 the cia backed a coup that overthrew the iranian government and installed the shah of iran uh, a lot of stuff happened. <laughs> I'm not going to yada, yada, yada that, but a lot of stuff happened. Uh, but to get more to the shit that's been going on the last couple days as of recording, um, 66 years after that, uh, Trump announced that the U.S. was backing out of the Iran nuclear deal and... Uh, very angry. He was very angry that they weren't restricted in doing things that he likes to do, like selling missiles to other countries. He, he was very annoyed that they weren't punished enough. So he reinstituted sanctions and oil embargoes or and threats. When things started to escalate, you know, the uh, Iran shot down a drone. Uh, kind of to show that they could, and Trump started thumping his chest, and then he eventually said, I have to imagine that it was a mistake. But he was still asked, he was actually asked a regular question by, I, I, I don't know if the person got fired from Fox News for asking this, but uh, somebody said, well, you know, do you have any sort of exit strategy if you do some of the things you're saying? And uh, June of last year, uh, he said, I don't need exit strategies. Uh, so the planner in chief. Shoot to New Year's Eve 2019. Protesters were demonstrating uh, against a U.S. airstrike uh, this past Sunday on weapons depots in Iraq and Syria that the U.S. said were linked to Iran-backed Shiite militia group, Kateb Hezbollah. Uh, At least 25 of their guys were killed, and uh, one of the protesters told NBC, so for this reason, we are coming here until the U.S. troops leave Iraq. Uh, That was a Tuesday, New Year's Eve. There were thousands of protesters. They entered the green zone of the... 100-acre compound along the Tigris River that is the United States' biggest embassy anywhere, not just the biggest embassy in Iraq. Wednesday, the next day, uh, there were about 300 protesters there. 
some reports were that they had gotten as far as the entrance lobby before being denied access. Eric Trump and Donald Trump. I didn't check to see if Donald Trump had deleted it. He likes to delete stupid shit. Some of the stupid, some shit that'll possibly get him in trouble off Twitter. Eric Trump deleted his tweet uh, around New Year's Eve or New Year's Day where he said, we're getting ready to open a big can of whoop-ass America or some shit like that. He deleted that for some reason. And then uh, New Year's Eve, Trump said, Iran will be fully be held fully responsible for lives lost or damage incurred at any of our facilities. They will pay a very big price. This is not a warning. This is a threat. Happy New Year. And then I didn't hear anything until until uh, last night when there were reports all over the place of a drone strike in Iraq killing somebody. But, uh, you know, some papers were saying it. Some Middle Eastern reporters were saying it. Nothing for fucking ever from the White House. Trump eventually tweeted out some really shitty clip art of an American flag with no words. And then they confirmed it, which is a great thing to do when you've possibly started a war. As things sort of rolled in, it was Trump ordered an attack at the assassination on Friday was at Baghdad International Airport and they did not notify the Iraqi government before it happened. They did not notify Congress that it was going to happen. They did not uh, there were reports at least from British people, uh, some British MPs saying they were not notified. People are finding out on Twitter and then scrambling to get their their diplomats out. Uh, Mike Pompeo earlier said that this preemptive act, uh, some people were saying it was response for killing people. Nobody, it's So it's either a reaction to something that happened or a preemptive thing that's going to happen, sort of like Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction and he's getting ready to attack us immediately. I know you've probably seen those comparisons uh, going around, so I won't bore you with any more delving into that, but <laughs> this assassination at an airport without notifying the government in which country you're doing it as an occupying force and uh, something against another country, uh, this is supposed to s- bring more stability to the Middle East and make Americans everywhere, including over there, safer, but for security concerns, they began immediately evacuating American personnel. So he said that Eric Trump probably told what was going to happen, which would be a big breach of protocol in the sort of uh, classified information. Of course, the president can declassify anything, but this is like since the inauguration when he was doing war planning maps in his dining room and letting people take selfies of it. It's sort of like that. And then uh, Lindsey Graham, <laughs> who isn't, you know, the head of the Senate. He isn't part of the gang of eight, like the eight basic people 
and the government that get together when they're actually doing shit together. He was just golfing, and he said that he was told some stuff, and he was very happy to be let in on the process. So Congress wasn't told, the regular people weren't told, the Allies weren't told, but Lindsey Graham and Eric Trump, who does not officially work, silence for the air quotes, at the White House, uh, people were saying that people from the Israeli government knew about it ahead of time, and there were reports going on Thursday before anything happened, that Trump was yelling at his staffers for not letting him know that Vladimir Putin was trying to get a hold of him. So it's it's fucking Trump world. It's all all the all the hits. Friday there was the assassination. Kind of up until then, uh, there of a lot of the Iranian um, disquiet was actually against their own government. But this usually will unify a people. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, the White House line is that people will be and have been seen dancing in the streets. Okay, so uh, another thing uh, right now, there are more troops being sent to Iraq uh, by the non-interventionist president. And uh, to remember or to learn very recently, like I did, uh, both the W. Bush and Obama White Houses had opportunities and things to take this guy out, and neither of them, both who were never very trigger-shy, neither of them thought it was a good idea to kill this guy because they thought it might escalate things beyond the, how far they wanted to go. Uh, and so what you know about those guys, read into that how you like and, uh, you know, in 2006 with Bush, that was the height of the surge and there were 160,000 troops uh, right uh, in Afghanistan and in the Middle East. Right now there's, like I said, 4,000 in Iraq. You know, everybody's making the speeches. A lot of the Democrats and all the Republicans are starting all of their statements with he was, you know, Soleimani was the enemy of many people. He was responsible for the murder of people. Uh, he killed people, something, something. And then the Republicans go into, you know, our dear, brave leader was so wonderful in making this happen. And then a big chunk of the Democrats say, but, you know, only Congress can sanction murder on foreign soil. And some of the other people I more fall in line with generally are saying, uh, you know, what the fuck? This... <laughs> are we going to let this shit happen again? And who knows? Uh, I mean, hopefully it's a fool me twice. Fool me once. Shame on... Shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. You won't get, you won't get fooled again, but who fucking knows anymore, man? Uh, as I'm looking, I, uh, hopefully that didn't sound too jointed, the transition between those, but... While, yeah, there has been reports of another airstrike in Iraq, the um, uh, five, five leaders in Iraq's pro-Iranian militia have been killed in an airstrike on their convoy north of Baghdad. 
Okay, so this is all I'm really seeing about that. It's really vague, so I might as well just wrap this shit up really fast because, you know, we'll talk about it on the next one, I guess, before this is totally outdated news. Uh, hopefully there was some information in there or whatever, and I got to vent. I'm sorry if you got nothing out of this, but uh, saying some stuff out loud. Politicians today were all largely predictable. Um, Tim Kaine introduced a measure that apparently Mitch McConnell hasn't found a way to block. Uh, after 10 days, it has to be voted on in the Senate. Uh, it's, it's, it's the bare minimum. It's shit that should have been in uh, past military agreements and got taken out to make Lindsey Graham stop flagellating Ted Cruz on the Senate floor with his... I don't, I don't want to finish that vision. Uh, anyway, the measure would require that within 30 days, Donald Trump would have to remove all soldiers from hostilities with Iran or any Iranian-backed militia uh, without... This is where, you know, bare bones, without the permission of Congress. Now, right now, there are some hawks everywhere, but I, I really don't see, uh, for personal view and for political, pure politics moves, I don't see the Democratic House allowing that. Something I think about this election year. So anyway, yeah, uh, sorry, wrapping up. Oil prices will probably go up uh, two months ago. Uh, Iran found 53 billion barrels of oil and that they didn't know they had. Uh, you know, just throwing that out there. Iranian missiles can go up to at least 3,000 kilometers. Uh, that's uh, 1,864 and change miles. Uh, there's going to be more troops, I'm sure, going. Uh, just just out of curiosity, I went to check out the, the draft board website, and it seemed like it was getting a lot of traffic on the how did the <laughs> how could the draft be reinstituted? Fuck the draft. Send the people who vote for the war. Uh, fuck, I forget. There was a, a guy in Congress that kept in, uh, introducing legislation to make every member of Congress who voted for war have to enlist themselves or enlist a child or something like that. I, I don't think that's an urban myth. Maybe I'll look that up. Uh, well, that would be really lazy if I didn't. I'll look it up. If it's interesting enough, I'll talk about it uh, at some point. Hopefully it's real and I'm not just going crazy. Anyway, it's, it's probably going to be a warm war, not so cold, not so hot. At least I fucking hope so. You know, nobody fucking knows what's going to what happened with with Trump. Maybe this maybe this is Bolton's present for not testifying. Okay. Uh fuck it. Oh, fuck it. Yes, that's your answer. That's your answer to everything. Tattoo it on your forehead. In memory of the forever war that is 18 or 19 years strong. Uh, don't forget to put the duct tape on your windows.
American boy from a typical American town. I believe in God and Senator Dodd and I keep an old Castro down. And when it came my time to serve, I knew better dead than red. But when I got to my old draft board, buddy, this is what I said. Sarge, I'm only 18, I got a ruptured spleen and I always carry a purse. I've got eyes like a bat and my feet are flat and my asthma's getting worse. Yes, think of my career, my sweetheart dear, my poor old invalid aunt. Besides, I ain't no fool, I'm a-going to school and I'm a-working in a defense plant. I got a dislocated disc and a racked up back, I'm allergic to flowers and bugs. And when the bombshell hits, I get epileptic fits and I'm addicted to a thousand drugs. I got the weakness woes, I can't touch my toes, I can hardly reach my knees. And if the enemy came close to me, oh, I'd probably start to sneeze. I'm only 18, got a ruptured spleen, and I always carry a purse. I've got eyes like a bat, and my feet are flat, and my asthma's getting worse. Yes, think of my career, my sweetheart dear, my poor old invalid aunt. 
Besides, I ain't no fool. I'm a going to school and I'm a working in a defense plan. Ooh, I hate showing lie and I hope he dies. But one thing you gotta see that someone's gotta go over there and that someone isn't me. So I wish you well, Sarge. Give him hell. Kill me a thousand or so. And if you ever get a war without blood and gore, I'll be the first to go. Yes, I'm only 18. I got a ruptured spleen and always carry a purse. I've got eyes like a bat and my feet are flat and my asthma's getting worse. Yes, think of my career, my sweetheart dear, my poor old invalid aunt. Besides, I ain't no fool. I'm a going to school and I'm working in a defense plan. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.